Hey everyone, I am Matt Straub. And I'm Mike Gallagher. Welcome to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Mike, you had an idea for today's show. Why don't you hit us with it? Yeah, so we pretty much ate all the meat off the bone for the schedule pod, so check that out from Monday. <laughs> we'll tie a lot of that stuff in here, talking about guys and how their schedules go. But I just kind of had, we've been talking a lot about um, the lack of assists later in drafts, the lack of blocks later in drafts, and just how it's not quite as balanced uh, with some with where positions are and tiers are. So I thought it would be cool to talk about bigs who produce guard stats and guards who produce big stats. Uh, I saw a chart on Twitter talking about how the relationship between height and assists is kind of increasing, usually because guards are smaller. Obviously, they lead the league in assists pretty much every year, but Jokic has really bucked that trend a little bit. Uh, he's the first player since Wilt Chamberlain or big man since Wilt Chamberlain, to average uh, 7.2 dimes or more per game. Um, he's the first player to be top six in dimes um, as a big man uh, this entire century, probably beyond that. I didn't. I stopped looking after that point. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also, too, just uh, a couple other notes um, on just how it could be harder for like assists and blocks. So we'll talk more about blocks when we do the smalls on Friday. But... So I took a little bit. I'm going to be rambling here a little bit, Matt. Got a lot of cool little nuggets. So of top okay, 10 players, it. of the top 10 players um, for assists for the entire league, those top 10 players account for the entire league's t- 10% of the entire league output. That's the second highest stat uh, of the other six categories, category, counting categories among top 10 players. I can imagine you know what number one is. Blocks, which right. is why we always crave those. Um, number three was threes. Uh, four was uh, bull. I'm sorry. Four was boards, points, and then steals. So we always talk about high steals guys are great, but you can get them a little bit later. It's kind of a lucky stat. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. So we want to try to figure out sneaky bigs to help us with guards if we don't land a point guard. And we'll talk some free throw percentage from uh, guys in that position as well. Um, just again, overall, the theme is here is just guys who can. Produce out of position stats is really the in, in a nutshell. Sure, sure. And I mean, you mentioned one of the most obvious ones. I mean, we're not going to sit here talking about Nikola Jokic for a while. Uh, we know that he he falls into that category. This is more, and, and he also costs a high draft pick. This is more guys who you can find elsewhere in your drafts. I think, right? Yeah, we'll mix in a little bit of the iron guys, but yeah, pretty much like drafting Jokic just to put a bow on him. He's basically a point guard. Um, doesn't really produce much defensive stats. Uh, his steals actually were going up, though. Um, it's kind of worth mentioning. His deflections per game went up after the break, and his steals went down. So usually you see him rise together. So I think he could be even better in steals than he may, we may have saw last year. Um, and I, I like Denver's offense and everything like that. So, I mean, Jokic is just a terrific pick. I talk about how valuable point guards are. But honestly, with Stephen Curry's terrible postseason schedule for fantasy playoffs, like you can make a case for Jokic over Steph. That sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me, but, yeah, I, but, but, Steph, but have you looked at Steph's schedule? It's it's terrible. The Warriors have yeah. the worst schedule for like the Warriors and the Hawks, and like a couple. The Bulls are really bad, but like I, I can't take a guy with a bad playoff schedule, man. Uh, it was my first. I understand. Pick. I understand. I just I don't like to get stuck. I mean, I guess I would rather uh, build a team that's going to be really good early on and get out to a good lead and, and you know get my season rolling rather than. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to draft a guy who's definitely worse than Steph, for example, just because yeah. of playoff schedule. You know I what I mean? Yeah. That's just me. That's just me. I, you know, I'm yeah. not saying it's right, but yeah, it's all. Just, and again, if you're in a league where you could trade more, and people may not be aware of that, 
then right. yeah, sure. But I play mo- leagues with mostly people who are like aware that I'm going to try to foist something bad on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, foist, yeah, I mean, nice yeah, little curb enthusiasm. Always, oh for sure, it's the, the the trade foist. It's it's very popular <laughs> in, in these parts. Um, so I guess just to kind of go down the line. The other really guardy kind of guy, I guess, is Dre. Uh, we saw him in the postseason just fill it up, 8.5 dimes per game in the playoffs, 13 points, 10.1 boards, 1.4 steals. He is consistently a strong steals guy, consistently a strong deflects guy, uh, also 1.1 blocks. But late season schedule, uh, what do you make of, of Dre just real quickly? Uh, how do you, like third, fourth round? Yeah, he's been a stay away for me um, in recent years, and I think still will be just because I don't really – I don't know. I just don't expect to get enough games out of him, you know, and I really do think that what he averaged like seven and a half points a game last year, that really hurts. Hmm. I mean, that, that, that hurts you in that category quite a bit, I think. And it, it kind of offsets, you know, some of the other things he does well for but me. Would you maybe want to pair him? Like say you take him fourth round and you're on the front end and then come back and take Laurie Marketing. Like, I feel like that would be a good little pair. Marketing's kind of a guardy kind of a guy for mm-hmm. high free throws not great defensive stats. Uh, his assist won't be very good. He's one of the best free throw bigs. Just to knock this out real quick. So, um, best free throw bigs last year. LaMarcus, Cat, Tobias if you count him. Tatum if you count him as a power forward. Marketing, Jokic, Embiid. Also could throw Kevin Love in there with the low volume. Brooke Lopez. I could see Kelly Olenek. Bobby Portis possibly getting more minutes. Especially if Mitch Robinson's dinged up. And then Wendell Carter Jr. shoots him well. Yeah. Well, to answer your question about Draymond, I mean... I, it's not that I won't draft him. I just I'm going. I'm usually looking somewhere else. And I usually let someone else take him. That's yeah, just where I, I am with him. Yeah, like he'll be going. Like I said, I'd rather have like Pascal or even Bam or those guys, and they should probably go in the same kind of neighborhood. Hmm. Less uh, headaches. Yeah, for sure. In so, here. Yeah, sticking with the assists. Uh, I just just quickly on Cat. I think Cat's gonna have a really big season in assists. Uh, I'm expecting close to four. Uh, we saw his dimes go up after the break last year. So I think drafting Cat early, we talked about how I want to get a guard um, and a couple others, but I could see him being, um, you know, four dimes. He had 3.8 after the break last year, and they're going to get the ball yeah. more, I think. So I, I could see him just having, a, again, like a legit, I don't think 28, 13, and 4 is a lofty expectation. Like, I no. may project him at that. <laughs> now, speaking of 28, 13, and 4, at what point are you going to mention Joel Embiid? Because that's basically <laughs> what he averaged last year. I know you won't draft him personally, Mike. Because of the missed games risk, but he has to be in this conversation too. Yep, he can dime it. <laughs> yeah, he, him. Uh, he can shoot the three as well. So you know, yeah. He, he, I mean, he, he, he is on box. this. He is you know one of the guys who's very much on this list. Good free. Honestly, I mean, what a beast! If we ever thought there was a universe where he would play like seventy four games, um, <laughs> to oh, me, he's, he's easy, my guy. You know, top half of the draft pick. Yeah, yeah, before we start getting rested. He's your my, guy, but he's yeah. your guy, but you won't draft him. I, that's <laughs> I, you got to separate loyalty and fantasy, man. Got to. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I, I, anyone who's uh, followed me for like three or four years on Twitter, like I, when Embiid was just coming up, that's all I would tweet about. And yeah. Like, now I just stop sitting out, dude. Like I can't stand it. Got fantasy, Al Horford got fantasy is another interesting guy. Yeah, Horford. Horford's kind of the measuring stick for bigs who can shoot threes and pass as well. Yeah, I mean, do you think his outlook? Does his outlook change for you at all this uh, year? Well, Philly's actually pretty good in assists, partly because just the way their offense is functioning. Um, so right. I think him moving is still going to be a really good assist guy. I think they were third or fourth in the NBA in assists per game last year. Uh, so I could see, again, it's not like he lost value. Yeah, fourth, they were 
um, just behind the Pels. So, yeah, I really like him. Um, for Per game, like I like him for DFS. I won't draft him because he's old. Um, well, and that <laughs> leads me to the next guy I want to ask you about. I don't know if you thought about Marc Gasol. Uh, he's 34. Anyways, I was just saying, Gasol's 34, and the, the, you know, the landscape has obviously changed in Toronto. He might have more opportunities. He's a four assists per game guy. You're probably staying away from him too, though, because of age. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. I pretty much really went out yeah, over 31. You. But uh, yeah, um, he's always in the lead, lead for elbow touches per game, front court touches per game among bigs. It's usually like him and Jokic and a couple others. Um, just a really ball dominant guy, especially with a team that's a little bit thinner. What yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Um, what else we got here? We got, um, I guess, some other bigs that are kind of pass happy. Uh, Giannis, Blake, Aaron Gordon, a little bit sneaky. Uh, Julius Randle should be better. Uh, Derek Favors. Um, I'm sorry, that was a steals note. Sorry about that. Um, so, what are you expecting for Giannis, Blake, Gordon, Randle? Any of those guys you want to draft? Well, you know, Randle's an interesting one. Uh, for me because and this is a totally separate point and maybe this is a totally separate podcast but there's a there's a really interesting as we talk about kind of stats other than the ones that we play in our fantasy leagues free throw attempts has a pretty high correlation to fantasy value typically um you know to strong fantasy value and julius randall was was actually one of the top guys in the league in free throw attempts per game so to me he's really interesting and a guy who i don't know could be really close he just needs a little a little he was like 80th overall in nine category league 79th he just needs to be a little better in one or two categories and, and he's just a beast yeah defensive stats and free throws that's why i won't draft him yeah i know a lot of people are i know in. i i would draft him but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, go crazy with it so if he like, falls how high though would you go i don't know he was 79th overall last year i mean I, i'm not gonna go i probably would have to go way higher than that i'm not gonna go like top 50 i don't think would you rather have brooke lopez Al Horford, LaMarcus, those are easy yeses for me. Well, Brooke Lopez is an easy yes for me because yep. of the blocks. Yep, yep. Uh, blocks and threes, like two blocks and two threes is just such a great combo. What about Marcus? I don't Gasol, care about since you're not an ageist like I am. <laughs> I would take Randall over Gasol. I, I am not an ageist, but that's that's an easy one for me. Okay. Just uh, Randall. It's pretty Randall close is me. just. Yeah, and Randall, again, he shoots a lot of free throws, which in, in theory, you know, Gives him a chance for a really good fantasy value, but he uh, he doesn't shoot him that well. Yeah, points leagues. This is a different animal, by the way. Just to throw that out there. Like, yes, Randall's going to be yes. elite. He's going to have a lot of thirty and fifteen games this year, I think. Um, yeah. Just with the Nets, the, I'm sorry, the Knicks and their lack of offense from really anybody else, especially in the perimeter, they're going to have a yeah. lot. And remember, like back in the day, they used to always talk about him handling the ball off a rebound, uh, Gentry specifically. Right. So I could see that being another thing too. So he could be really good in assists. Honestly, like. Or assists is yeah, he doesn't doable. think of himself as like a traditional like low post guy. Yeah, whether he's right or wrong, I've heard him say that before. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, what else we got? I think that kind of covers those um, assist guys. Uh, I want. I got yeah. some. I got a lot of cool stuff on steals. Okay. Uh, so I always look at deflections. Uh, so basically, this is like guys who tipped the ball, but possibly they got the steal, or possibly the team recovered it, so they didn't get the steal. So it's kind of a way of telling guys who were, you know, a little lower or higher than they should have been, um, and a couple guys. So it's deflections per thirty-six is actually a lot of bigs, um, if you count Lord Rocco as a as a four, which he's going to be. So okay. minimum, this is two hundred seventy-six guys qualifying. Number one, Nerlens Noel, 
We know he's a steals machine. Number two, Kelly Oubre, who I'm all in on. Uh, Larry Nance as well is number three. Ricky Rubio, the guard. Mentioned Lord Rocco. Thad Young, CP3, Bembry, and Draymond. Uh, those are your top guys per 36 on deflections. So, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Bembry's outlook has gotten a lot worse. I don't Dude, even think yeah. he's yeah. he's not even going to be like a fun deep league guy. Nah, I don't think. that was my guy, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen on offense. Yeah. Uh, who else is on that list? Ubre, you know, more of a three, but but I do love him as a as a pick this year. I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Well, he's going to play a lot of four, so he'll probably be four eligible. I would say, especially when they start Mikel Bridges, mm-hmm. as soon as they get Dario out of there, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was uh, really good. Post-break, he was number two again um, after the break behind Paul George. Uh, and then Drew Holiday, for, per game, was right behind him. So Interesting. Definitely Drew Holiday, some likely, Drew, Drew Holiday likely to be a, a centerpiece of your guards who play like big man discussion. Yes, that will be Friday. He will probably <laughs> be the cover wise. boy for that pod. <laughs> uh, I love him. <laughs> Um, and then obviously the I mentioned Jokic, uh, Drummond, Boogie, AD. Those guys are always really good in steals. Um, I, I want to see Jonathan Isaac steals come up. We saw his steals numbers go down, but his deflections actually stayed the same after the break. Uh, uh-huh. And he had an elite uh, deflection rate uh, in the playoffs, five game sample. But um, yeah, interesting. Where does I'm curious about Wendell Carter Jr. He did not have a good steals season. Uh, do, how deep does your deflections list go? Uh, I didn't look him up because I didn't see him pop up. So I imagine he's pretty low. Yeah, I could look. That I know up, he, he I strikes like me he's as a guy just because of yeah, Alfred Light. Yeah. He strikes me as a guy who could be better in steals than he was. But I don't have I don't have the numbers in front of me to support that. Yeah, I could look it up. But do you like we like, we always talk about Wendell and Bam being like light Al Horfords? Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? I mean, I like it. I like Wendell Carter Jr. a lot. I think I've mentioned that a bunch of times. Yeah. If you look at his season numbers, they don't tell the whole story because he has stretches. You know, he averaged around ten and seven with two assists, one point three blocks. Those are pretty good numbers, you know, for a rookie big. But he was actually better than that for some stretches, for some relatively long stretches. So I yeah. actually think he's got he's got a lot of upside. I know you don't like to draft bulls. You don't like people who are. You don't like to draft players who are over. I don't know what twenty eight. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much. You don't Except draft for a couple exceptions, like twenty five and under. <laughs> yeah, they have a whack schedule too, man. Yeah, that it's hurts. Terrible. So that's gonna that's gonna make it tough for me to stack bulls as I yeah, as I did in at least bulls. one mock draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're cheap. They're cheap in drafts because no one else, you know, because they're gonna be cheaper now because uh, no one wants to dra- no one's uh, bad schedules. Cut to me ending up with Wendell Carter Jr. and Larry Markkinen in, in a bunch of leagues. I did because, I mean, Sadoransky was the third one relatively late. Ah, yeah. Dude, but, I'm still going on, on Wendell Carter Jr. He's really low. I'm yeah. trying to find out low. He yeah. Is, but yeah. So I don't really see him turning into much. Yeah, I could could be a good assist stop. guy, though. Could be a good assist yeah, guy. Yeah, I like him in assist. And he's going to be a um, pretty good free throw shooter as well. There he is. Uh, he's, about, he's in the lower half for the league. Gotcha. That's per 36. Um, what uh, were you making Jonathan Isaac? About my, my stat I threw out there. Deflections up um, in relation to his steal rate. Uh, and then really good in the five-game sample. I mean, steals or not, I'm a, I'm all in on Isaac. I love, I love Isaac. Nice. Uh, I was impressed with the improvements he made in threes. Uh, his three-point stroke, I think, looked a lot better, and that's something we're going to talk about in a few minutes, I believe, Big yep. some big guys being threes. But, yeah, I mean, I don't even – it would be nice to get more steals. I don't even need the steals from him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to I think I, I totally 
I totally buy that he could be a good steals guy, 100%. But even if he's just getting threes and blocks, I like him. He looks monstrous right now. Uh, if you see him in Team US, he makes, he makes Jason Tatum look like Jason Williams. <laughs> he's just I mean, he's them. 21. Yeah. He's 21. He, he's, he's, a, he's a kid. Yeah, and he says he likes playing <laughs> with the extra weight. He says he gained 25 pounds, which is going to be tough to keep on during the season. But, yeah, I'm still really high on Jonathan Isaac. Um, again, he could just yeah. a bit. I think I think another thing is we are talking about stats other than the traditional ones that that determine your fantasy league. But another thing to think about is guys who's, you know, another place to find value is guys whose overall season stats were actually not great, even though they had longer stretches where they were much better than that. I talked about it with Wendell Carter Jr. Isaac's another one. If you just look at his season stats, nine point six points, five and a half rebounds. You know, if you kind of forgot, you'd be like, ah, oh, this guy was all right last year, but. He was way better than that, you know, after he kind of took off. People were dropping him early yeah. in the season. And, like, if you picked him up in January, you made out. Yeah, I picked him up in one of my leagues. And yeah, he was healthy. He was probably close to top 60 for overall value. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm in. Um, fifth, sixth round. I would take him over your homie Randall, your boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. I would, too. No, I'm not that high. I'm not that high on Randall. I'm intrigued by Randall. But yeah. I, do th- I do think his – I don't. I don't see him suddenly fixing his fantasy shortcomings. Nice. If he could, he would be pretty great. Yeah, though. he'd be probably second or third round. Yeah. All right. That kind of covers. Uh, I mentioned. I wrote Aminu was high on steals and deflections. Um, you know, per thirty six. But I was like, oh, maybe a function of his position. Maybe Zach Collins could do something with that. But so Collins is like four or five percentile uh, on uh-huh. deflection rate. So um, probably not going to happen there. Um, okay, and also Derek Favors, too. Uh, 1.2 steals per 36 without Gobert on the floor last year. Faster Pell's pace. Um, he was a good steals guy a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I could see Favors being a good steals guy. Favors moved up my draft board this summer. That was an eye-opening. One of those mock drafts we did was an eye-opener for me with Favors, and okay. I, I'm certainly looking at him earlier than I would have been. Yeah. And I also got a note on Looney. He, he had 3.0 steals. Per 36 with Dre and Steph, no boogie, no KD, equal clay, small sample. If you up that to just no boogie, no KD, it's still 1.9. So he's still been pretty good, and that's 132-minute sample. So something to watch. But his deflection rate's actually pretty low overall. So mm-hmm. it's kind of wishful thinking on me on Looney and steals. You're going to be drafting Looney in like For the sure. last round of every one of your leagues. <laughs> Warriors number one in assists in the NBA. Like there's... Good, good system for him. I really like his fit. Going to be elite for free field goal percentage. Not a terrible free throw shooting guy. There's um, a there's a fifty fifty percent chance you drop fifty fifty chance you drop him in all those leagues. But he could. No I way. mean, I can. I'll be holding he, him for a while. <laughs> Unless like Willie Colley Stein is just like I'm the man with D'Angelo Russell or something, which I could see. They're both pick and roll based players. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, okay, so threes. Yes. You, threes. You could, you could kick this one off. Well, one of the big summer headlines for me when it comes to three-pointers is Enos Kanter. We've had, I think, multiple blurbs on Roto World about how the Celtics want Kanter to shoot more threes. He is is aiming to shoot a lot more. Threes is one, you know, a lot of times this is smoke when like, oh, player X wants to add X to their game. But threes is one that I listen to because we saw Brooke Lopez make a monster leap from one season to the next. It can happen. And to me, Cantor is a guy who desperately needs another category, mm. you know, like if you just he's not a, he's not a defensive stats guy. He's a points and boards and percentages guy. But if he's a points, boards, percentages and threes guy, then he's suddenly a lot more interesting to me. And he has 
percentage-wise, he's 29% for his career, but he has shot better than that, you know, in isolated seasons. So I think he could potentially be like a point seven, point eight threes per game guy. I don't know. Uh, he was really bad on jumpers. Um, on eight of six, uh, eight of sixteen feet, he only shot twenty eight percent on fifty six shots. Um, twenty four feet and beyond, twenty nine percent, mostly threes on those. Uh, going back another year on that one, he was yeah forties, low forty, which is actually pretty good. So last year he had a terrible year. Okay. But so, yeah, in the past he ha- he has shown it before. Yeah, is, is my point. Yeah, he's he's been definitely a mid uh, decent mid, and then yeah, upper thirties for eight to sixteen feet, which isn't good, and then low forties for sixteen to twenty four, who's probably open a lot, so he could right. have it. But I don't know. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking yeah. at like uh, this is now what five years ago, but in 2014-15, he was sixteen out of forty five on threes, thirty six percent. He was ten for twenty one on threes one year. Obviously, tiny sample sizes, mm. but. He's he's not just a guy who has literally hit zero threes in his career and is suddenly saying he's going to hit them. He has hit a handful, and crazier things have happened. Is all I'm saying. So I'm not moving him way up my draft board, but I will I will consider him based on that. Probably the best support for that would be Al Horford wasn't shooting threes before he got to Boston, really, and now he's yeah. was one of the better guys. So definitely a functional well, team. Lopez, who I mentioned, is yeah is yeah, the, yeah he's the poster shi- child, shiny example of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so we mentioned Brooke a minute ago. He's elite in this. I still think Miles Turner is going to be really good. He had excellent three-point numbers next to Sabonis, so I'm really in on him being... I'm really... I think one of my biggest takeaways of this whole prepping thing, I like Miles Turner a lot. The schedule like helps him, him huge, but I, I'm really going to be drafting probably a lot of Miles Turner if I pick early. I'd love to have either... I'd love to have Harden. I'd love to start my draft Harden, Turner... I feel in the multiple mock drafts I've done with you this summer, I felt like Turner was almost a forgotten guy. Not that he was falling that far, but he was falling a little bit. I mean, you know, by five or ten picks, maybe further than I was expecting. People are just kind of getting excited about other guys. Yeah. I mean, dude, all you need to know about Turner is 0.8 steals, 2.7 blocks, 1.03s last year. And he is still how old? He's 23. Yeah. So... Again, his his numbers haven't been skyrocketing. You know, you know they they've kind of been back and forth. Um, it's not like he's been on a steady upward trajectory, but he still has that potential to be like a fifteen and nine guy with a bunch of blocks and steals and threes. And I think if I remember, the Pacers are one of three teams to have a four four finish to their fantasy season. So oh, nice! Another big bonus uh, right there. Nice. Again, if you play in a league that's savvy, a big sub bonus. Yeah, <laughs> not, ah, well played, well played. Um, I loved your little um, Antonio Brown uh, hot air balloon filled with red flags on your little. Uh, that was a brilliant line, dude. Thank you, I thank you. I had, I had a lot of fun doing that show. Yeah, with we'll the talk. Roto we'll World talk some fantasy football, football in a second. Uh, what other things we got? Um, any other three point guys that you well, could see? Well, John Collins is a guy who I think falls into a number of these categories. Um, obviously, he improved his three point stroke last year. He hit nearly one per game. He had two assists. I think he could be better in that category. I think the Hawks want him to be, you know, a big who plays, you know, as kind of a hub for offense and things like that. So, you know, the Hawks obviously play fast. You don't like their schedule, understandably. But Collins, yeah, everyone likes Collins, so it's not a revelation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think most people do. Jonas is kind of down on him. Tommy's a little down on him, but I know. Jonas may just not like the Hawks because he doesn't like Trey Young either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, by the way, just Trey Young and Collins, their connection's insane. Um, 
He passed to Trey Young, uh, Collins did, 28 times. Next closest was four, <laughs> Jalen Adams. Wow. Um, and then uh, Trey passed to him more than anybody else, too. 16 passes from Trey to Collins. Next closest was Herder to Collins at under three. Um, so wow. they just have a crazy rapport. That's why I'm so high on both of them. Swiss the freaking schedule is better. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, but, yeah, I, I, he's he was pretty bad, and he was really open last year. So he has to get a little bit better, and that's fine. This is really his first chance last year um, to really get going. And he was hurt to start the season. So healthy now. Um, definitely could see him being you know, a 1.5 kind of guy, which mm-hmm. for a guy who's not going to steal a lot, he finally hit 1.0 blocks in the stretch. So I, I'm just, I just love John Collins so much. He's going to have such a huge season. Yeah, he, it's not like he shoots like a like a guard, but his his shooting stroke is is pretty nice. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it looks you you know you don't watch him shoot and think yeah it's a oh, little that, it's that smooth done. but it's a little slow. Sure, which is fun. he's a big guy, he's, so it's he's going to be, be open. He's going to yeah. be open. Oh, he was open uh, on almost every shot he took from three last year, and he'll be open again. Uh another our most recent blurb on if it's a Zubats uh, about nine days ago said he's been focusing on developing a three point shot this summer. I think he's shot four of them in the NBA. Do you buy this one at all, Mike? I do not. Uh, I love Zubots, <laughs> a.k.a. Zupak, um, but all eyes will not be on the three-point shooting from him for me. I, I'm not into Zubots really right now, especially with yeah. Arrow backing him up. Like, There's just no ceiling there. Yeah, maybe a, a fun deep league guy. Yeah, yeah, just take a shot, and maybe if the, the Clippers finally start really getting hurt, um, maybe they'll have to up him somehow, up his usage in the first unit, but I don't know. A lot of things need to go his way for a guy sure. who's not dominant uh, per minute. Uh, I was going to ask you about... Okay, here's one for you, all right? Jared Allen was 6 for 45 on threes yeah. <laughs> last year. That's not good. That's not good. But the 45 number is interesting because it means someone thinks he can make them, in theory. Yeah, uh, he was. That... He had a lot of ugly shots. They, they may reel him back in. Um, like he had, that's my guy, but and I love him actually, sure. especially for late-ish blocks. If you need them, not many guys you can get. But yeah, you're not drafting him for threes, man. Almost just take it away. There's really no point. Oh yeah, I'm just, I just look at guys who have shot them or might shoot them. Yeah. That I mean, there's just there's some flicker of hope there, yeah. you know. Some sure, but sure, around. you're not drafting. You're not drafting for that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Alex bonus. Len. Alex Len. I'm going to throw at you. He was actually a really good three-point shooter down the stretch. He might actually have been the Hawks' leading three-point shooter down the stretch. I'm double-checking. <laughs> well, I'm not there. kidding. Oh, percentage. Yeah, he was great. Percent, percentage. Yeah, yeah. He was Percentage-wise. I mean, he shot 36% last year. And he's another guy. He went from zero made threes, actually one made three in 2017-18 to 74 last year. So he's actually another great example of a guy yeah. who made a leap there. Yeah, and he would. He never shot more than .2 per season. Um, but yeah, I, I I just don't want to draft Alex Lynn. I just don't trust him to stay healthy. I I think he's going to be a fin- well. I'll tell you his games played the last four seasons: seventy eight, seventy seven, sixty nine, seventy seven. Yeah. So he has been on the court. I think the Hawks are quite. Well, thin I, I mean, minutes center. wise, like he doesn't play big minutes. Oh. You know. No, he doesn't. But he could go up. It could go up a bit this year. They're pretty thin yeah. at center. They have Bruno Fernando, who's a, a really fun project, but that might take a minute. I don't know. Len could be in line for some really good numbers early on and i think he's ridiculously cheap in drafts yeah uh yeah i guess late round uh they're in, they're not too many big late round centers he could block he can he's blocked in the past he's still yeah. young he's still kind of 26 just turned yeah, 26 20 i believe you're right yep yeah, just turned 26. 26 in 59 days so just a couple yeah. I'm, on, I'm on his page right now uh, <laughs> but yeah 
Um, so keep that one in mind, Mike. Think about it. Yeah, right and the, uh, just quick note on the Hawks. I think they're going to play faster than we give them credit for. Um, they were still pretty good last year, but I think they're going to be better. Um, there's only two teams in the NBA last year post-break to be top five in both time per possession on offense and time per possession on defense. Other one's Pelicans. They were both four and five on offense, so they really made their hay and pace on being teams going fast against them. So I think that's going to be the case again, especially with a lot of transition, and they're going to kind of counter transition. So part of the reason I just love Pelicans and Hawks so in so many places. But you're still taking the Hawks, even though you don't like their. Even though I moved them down a couple spots, like just because I, I hate that man. But it's yeah. not like, and again, there's not many devastating two gamers. Um, yeah. for anybody and they're just three gamers so you know 33% loss of production versus a four gamer although those four game guys the vets especially are more likely to rest in a four game week than a three game week too unless they go the old Monday Wednesday Friday Sunday schedule um, to get no back to back four games if John Collins and Trey Young are killing it like we think they will they're going to have trade value in fantasy leagues so I'm not I'm not going to be scared off yeah, like I said, I'm bumping, I think I bumped Collins down like four or five spots and Trey down like three or four spots. So it's, it's hardly all good for me as a Hawks fan. Yeah, it's all, yeah, right. <laughs> if you want, I'm to, you could get him, uh, I'm going to, I'm still going to take Trey really, really high. Uh, he does not produce big men stats, by the way. He will not be talked about much on the Friday pod. No. Um, what else we got? And he also, his uh, deflections are also really low too. I was disappointed in that. I was hoping for some better steals. Um, what else? I think we kind of covered most of it. I think so. Yeah. All right. I think so. Um, yeah. So let's talk some fantasy football real quick. Okay. Let's do it. What, what's on your mind? You just you just finished. You also check out rotoworld.com for the what was it? Two hours and twenty minutes. You guys did a live draft. Yeah, we did a live draft. I was at the side table, the side desk, providing commentary <laughs> with Chris Sims. That was a lot of fun. Your cute uh, matching we had shirts. Great, they would kick it <laughs> exactly. They would <laughs> kick it over to us at the end of each round for about a minute of commentary. It was a blast. Uh, yeah, I thought it went really well. Josh Norris did an awesome job hosting. Everyone else drafted well and talked well. I, I was it was a really fun thing to be a part of. I I had a few takeaways from it personally, and one player you and I are divided on. Uh, I think is Le'Veon Bell, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm a Jets fan too, so this is anti-homerism. Okay, tell me tell me why. In, in it's pretty you know, simple. Like he sat out a whole year last year, and it's just such uncharted territory. For a player mm-hmm. of his caliber that's going to get a big workload, I just don't trust him to stay healthy. Like, I'd rather just spend spend a pick on, like after the um, McCaffrey, David Johnson, uh, Alvin Kamara. And who am I, am I forgetting? Well, I guess that's kind of it, huh? No, who am I forgetting? Uh, McCaffrey, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, yeah, and there's another one. Saquon, more? Saquon, yeah. So if, if I don't get one of those four guys, I'm going receiver. Like, yeah, that, or, that's or reasonable. That's I just reasonable. don't trust anybody else. But let's say, so I have my hometown draft coming up, and I have the ninth pick. I don't, I mean, Bell is in the mix for me there. Yeah. Because there just aren't, like, I don't really love the Jets' offense. I actually think it could be better than we think it might be. Yeah, because Gase Sam Darnold, Sam so Darnold could be a lot better. Oh, yeah, we yeah. were just, like this, like I think Pat said, like we were so horizontal last year. But mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson can throw deep. Uh, I think Jamison Crowder is going to be a sneaky pick too. By the way, yeah, uh, he went kind of late. By the way, I thought uh, he did. He I, did. I, Chris I Sims liked that one too. Yeah, um, that was a good. Pick. I I feel like I've been let down by Crowder so many times. Dude, so it's... I had him everywhere when that when he was his breakout. <laughs> supposed to be his breakout year. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so frustrating. But yeah. sure, he, you know, it does make sense yeah, to like, see how it could happen. If I'm you, I would just take whoever falls among Devonta in, in order, I guess. Hopkins, Devonta, Adams, Julio. Like one of those guys yeah. should fall. Or David Johnson if he falls. Right. And and that's exactly what I'm thinking. But, but yeah, to is, your point, like on the way back, you're going to be looking at risky guys for, for your number one number one running back. Like Joe Mixon in his bad right. offense. Dalvin Cook right. in his bad knees. Like I got, I, I took Cook in the second round last year in this league, and I will not be doing it again. I'm not taking Dalvin Cook th- anymore. Yeah. I think someone else might benefit this year. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's crazy, but I, I was scarred by that experience. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna run the ball so much there. I yeah, but the guy it just, I know it's only two years, and it, and you don't necessarily after you know a couple of injuries call a guy just a guy can't stay on the field, but. We haven't seen him do it yet. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, don't, running backs get tackled a lot, man. So I mean, it was just a killer last. It was just a killer last year. Yeah, having him on a roster was just a killer. I had him <laughs> his rookie year everywhere. Like I was drafting yeah. him second round all day, every day, and then he was rolling. I had I made yeah. a, a friendly bet with a friend that uh, he was going to outproduce Leonard Fournette for total fantasy points because I was thinking Fournette was the one that was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost that bet because Cook went down, but he was really starting to. He's he's excellent. Like I think he's like he's like almost like Kawhi, you know, like a guy who has injury history. Mm-hmm. He has elite upside and, and a great system that suits him. Like I think Doc Rivers could take Kawhi to another level too, but I just can't do it with all the injury concerns. So you say Doc Rivers could take Dalvin Cook to another level? I was yeah, getting that super would, that would, What sport are we be, talking about? <laughs> they, well, I'm just saying the Kawhi to Dalvin Cook comparison. Like they're both going yeah. like, second, third round to me, you know, and they both yeah. have top five upside for the whole season. Like I think Cook could seriously be top five. Well, they have he Gary could Kubiak be, and they're, like, they're, they want to be really run, other guy they hired is like really run heavy. Sorry, if I don't I've kind of be I've kind of gotten on board with the idea of like. It's it's absolutely okay to get crazy, but maybe your first two picks are not the time to do it. Yeah, I you know that's how I feel about basketball too. Like I want guys who are going to be on the court, on the field. Yeah, like Julio's yeah. money in the bank. He always play. He's on the injury report a ton, but he plays. Yeah. Hopkins too. Hopkins. Yep. Devontae's huh. been consistently getting double digit touchdowns nowadays. Like I love yeah. just. I want if I don't get those big running backs. On the flip side of that, like getting one of those. If you pick top four, that's huge. I think it is. It is, and, and then, I got to figure out how to turn that into an advantage coming back. Because am I really? I know people love Nick Chubb. That's a name I'm thinking about with my second pick if he's there. Oh, and you're number, um, and you're number nine on the way back. Yeah, Nick Chubb's he's just so hit or miss. You just have to be worried about Kareem Hunt. Right, right. And there's just so many mouths to feed on that offense. Yeah, this is also true. I mean, yeah. Beckham is also interesting, but I don't yeah. think. I want. Him. I don't know. There's you so many choices, zero, man. That's you, could go, you could definitely go receiver, receiver. Like if you didn't feel comfortable drafting those dudes, you said. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, for the, for that reason alone, like I said, Le'Veon. Like Le'Veon's gonna get crazy amount of touches. I'm just, I know. I just. It's just. I don't like to draft just new situations. I feel like. Mm-hmm. In this, yeah, that's in, fair. In that position. That's it. Like it's as simple as that. I'd yeah. rather just take the money I, in the bank. I'm interested in Mixon, though. I gotta say, I have Mixon. I, I took Mixon. I picked. I was in the ninth spot in in the league. I did, and I picked him. I picked Julio on the way out, and then Mixon on the way in, and then took Devontae Freeman after that. Um, Derrick Henry after that. Uh, it was a half PPR, and then I just yeah. pounded. I just pounded receivers. Like Another guy I feel like I gotta have is uh, Kyler Murray on my roster. That's who I got on my my team. I drafted. I'm definitely yeah. on him. Yeah, I mean. 
He's the cover of the Roto World Draft Guide. <laughs> uh, I was watching his preseason game, uh, his preseason debut, and I was like, wow, dude. I mean, he looks like a, a, a shorter Aaron Rodgers, the way he delivers the ball. I was yeah. just blown away. Yeah, he's got that just a quick, <laughs> quick everything. So, just the way he moves is quick, the way he throws it's quick. But, yeah. yeah, and another. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah. It's, it's not like he's. I'm not saying he's going to come anywhere close to scoring the points that Mahomes did last year, but it feels a little bit like that where there's a quarterback with just unbelievable upside who you can get after the first wave of quarterbacks. I was taking Mahomes all day round nine last year, and that's when I'm probably taking Murray yeah. this year, round nine. Like, yeah. Like, like you said, yeah. like. They're a little bit different because he's That's, not like a truish rookie Mahomes. So he had that right. kind of year of watching and so on and so forth. Obviously in a better system with a more reliable right. coaching staff. But yeah, I mean, for all on all all signs point to them having a ton of plays. Their defense isn't going to be very good. So a lot of opportunity. Yeah, but yeah That's I, the I guy. love him. That's the guy. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's going to be really good. I love Lamar Jackson too. Yeah. yeah. Super excited guys. Josh Allen could be sneaky. Like Wait, wait uh-huh. on quarterbacks. Sure, I play in a super flex. This this league I'm talking about is a super flex league, so you can't. They will right. go early and often. Yeah, you got to have a quarterback in your super flex. Yeah. Um, and then just quickly, just two camp risers that are insane right now. Uh, both of them had ridiculous touchdown catches. Curtis Samuel and Chris Godwin. Yeah, they're, they're you can't get Godwin in the in the fifth anymore. No, you can't. No, he, you can't. He goes third. He went, what, last pick third round in, in the draft yesterday. He did, and Samuel, I believe, went in like the sixth round of this 12-team yeah, draft. Yeah, he won't go seventh or eighth. I took him in the last mock I did with the Rotor World guys. I got both of them, which uh-huh. I was like, yo, how? I felt so, the, the first time I've ever drafted with the Rotor World football guys, and I like actually felt good about my team. Uh-huh. So I always feel like an idiot because, I mean, I draft with these guys who are industry dudes. Right, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I love my team. I got Samuel Godwin, a bunch of other guys. I wish we could have played that league out." But yeah. I love them. Like, I'll take, I'll take Godwin. It's cra- like Mike Evans too should be really good too. Like, I, I'm just I mean, in on. The, I said in the last spot, I'm so in on Tampa Bay. You almost have to rank Godwin as a, about a top twelve receiver to get him. Mm. Something like that, you know. I, I don't. I got to look. I mean, at you it, could. T- but, I I don't hate taking him over Thielen or Diggs, which sounds insane. I'm looking at. I'll tell you. I'm looking at my latest ranking, my personal nice. rankings that I'm going to use. Do you go into drafts with rankings, but like your own rankings? I do. Okay. I do. So we talked. Tommy and I talked about this on the last pod. Maybe we could finish on this. So when I do my rankings for basketball, I basically rank them like I'm drafting against myself, kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Interesting. So like I'll kind of obviously football's a little different because position is a little bit more important and it always yeah. translates to points anyways. So like you don't need to focus on particular stats and all that. So there's a little bit of more nuance to it. Right. But, yeah, I that's how I, I kind of rank my guys, I, and I don't do rankings for football. I'll just like look over rankings, take a couple of rankings off the Road to Road Draft Guide, a couple other ones that I want to see, and kind of go for feel. And then based on where I do a couple mock drafts, I'll kind of go that way. Gotcha. I I do have rankings, and I do have it by position for football, and I do the same thing for basketball. Uh, and I just partially it helps if I try to do everything in one column. You know, 150, 200, 250 names in one column, I get lost. So hmm. splitting it up helps me kind of process it and actually sure. be able to look, look at what I'm ranking. So yeah, I have a you know I have a column for each position, and I have like depending on the position, and maybe as many as 40 or 50 names in each one. And yeah, I'm moving guys around constantly. I currently have Godwin 12th among wide receivers, but I could see so who's, right who's behind, just behind right him? behind, just behind him. Or who's who's Lockett. like 10, who's like 10 to 15. 
10 to 15 after. Oh, 10 to 15. It's like who's well, this is subject to change, but it's Keenan Allen, Diggs, Godwin, Lockett, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Boyd. Okay. So you have Thielen, what, and, like eight or nine? But No, I have, Thielen, I have Thielen further down. Oh, okay. I'm not that high on Thielen. I'm not either. I have Robert Woods. I have Robert Woods nine. What? But, well, he outscored basically all those guys last year. Yeah, he was good last year. Um, just maybe with Gurley, he could get a little bit better red zone. Action. I don't know. He's, but again, the other thing about my rankings is, I, I, it's kind of just a guide for me. Yeah, there's a very good chance I get in the draft room and I get excited about Chris Godwin and take him ahead of several of those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like usually I, it, when I go for like I usually focus my draft on running backs and uh, and receivers. Obviously, it's kind of not really um, earth shattering news there. But like usually when I target my tight ends and quarterbacks is when I feel there's a big drop off. Yeah. So like like if I don't get like say I pick back end and like the, like say people are with me they're like all right I'm fading these I'm fading these running backs uh, I'm I, and all, on all the receivers go those are three I mentioned Odell um, Michael Thomas say that's how it goes I'll take Kelsey right there you know yeah. Just because I feel like there's a drop off going from like I, like Keenan Allen, he said I think it's a, a tick down. Uh, Mike Evans yeah. as high as he is, he's a little bit of a tick down from those elite guys. So I don't know. I like Mike Evans, but yeah, I do too. I don't. I, don't, I think I'm going to try to get you know one of the one of the very top receivers, one or two of them, and then I'll wait a really long time. And again, yeah. there's like 20 ish running backs that I actually like, 20 yeah. plus really that I can could be happy with and you could go receiver receiver and hope someone like carry on or Devonte freeman falls to you in round three something like chris that. carson and dude Josh i mean Jacobs, if you're gonna play in a super flex Kevin league Coleman. if you're gonna play in a super flex league there's gonna be two or three quarterbacks to go so that'll help your odds stand on running back in round three i think it will but you can't wait too long to get your first quarterback yeah, in a league like qu- this you'd have to go quarterback round four though that's when I take Kyler Murray, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm down with that, man. In a super flex league, that's a round when I will have to take him you to get him. You need a think. quarterback in a super flex. So I'll take Kyler Murray. I hope. I hope none of my friends are listening to this. And <laughs> uh, and then you know I'll get maybe a more established, uh, quote unquote, boring quarterback who falls later to pair with him. Nice. All right. Yeah. So it's gonna be a good time. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, if you're on Twitter and follow me, hit me up uh, for either mock drafts or maybe even get in the league. We may do a. A little bit of uh, a league for not friendship, um, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, um, should be fun. I'm, I'm so pumped. Like I'm just, I went like a mini Twitter thing yesterday. Like I, I've been, how long have you been writing about fantasy? By the way, uh, since 2007 or eight. Yeah, I'm about there too. I think I was like five, six, seven, and yeah. like I wanted to write about football, but I was like, yo, so many people write about football. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna write about basketball. Yep. So. Yep. I was uh, back in, I don't remember what year. One of those years, I, a guy named Greg Rosenthal was like, "Hey, you want to write a uh, have a writing a basketball column?" And I was like, "Sounds great. Let's yeah, do it." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's so long ago, man. We're so yeah. washed. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I guess we're all set. On that note. Yeah. So we're out of here, you guys. Good luck in your drafts. If you have any coming up, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>